just want to make mention before we get into the word, you can turn to John chapter 4. We have men's life on, f- not Friday, Wednesday. This Wednesday, it happens once a month. If you're interested, if you're a man here, ladies, I'm sorry. Uh, maybe we'll start women's life, but I believe we already have ladies ministry. Men's life, it's an opportunity for men to get together once a month. There's table discussions and just some teaching that takes place. Small group kind of an atmosphere around the tables, and then discussion beyond that, times of prayer and fellowship. Encourage you if you feel like you need to be there or would like to be there, be there. Oh, there's dessert as well, and that's free. So come on out on Wednesday night. Let's open up to John chapter 4. We're going to read verses 5 to 14. So he came to a city of Samaria, which is also called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink of me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. What I want us to focus on tonight is the desire of Jesus. The heart of Jesus, the ideal, the intention of Jesus, the vision that Jesus had for every person that would drink of living water. Jesus Christ wants us to live an abundant life. How many believe that tonight? Jesus Christ wants us to live a life that is flowing, a life that has source, a life that has supply. It was never Jesus' intent that we live a sporadic life, that we live an erratic life or a sporadic faith, an erratic faith. It was his intent that there would be this continuous flow of life. Never thirst, this water springing up, becoming a fountain. John 4, 14, whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up 
into everlasting life. There was a day that we sat at the well and had a conversation with Jesus. There was a day that he offered us a drink. There was a day that he offered us living water. Maybe that is today. For some, that was some time ago. For some, more recent. There was a day that Jesus sat at the well, and we had an encounter with the living water, where he offered that we drink. And that day when we took of the water, when we accepted his offer, and we cried out, Sir, give me this water. When we drank that water, created in us a fountain of life. It's incredible that the drink we took that day can become in us an endless fountain. Now, these are not the words of man. These are the words of God. These are the words of Jesus, that when we take of this water, when we drink of it, it becomes in us a fountain of life. Now, naturally speaking, this is unfathomable. If we take a cup of water and drink, it doesn't become in us a fountain of water. In natural terms, we have to return to the well. We have to return to the fountain. We have to return to the faucet. To the natural mind, this encounter may not make sense. Jesus is offering living water, and we're thinking in, ter- in, in human terms, sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. But he's tapping into the spiritual here. Will you drink of this living water? The living water that Jesus Christ offers us is supernatural. The living water that Jesus offers us, that he gives us, has creative power. It digs deep into the core of every human life, of every person that drinks. Every drop, every molecule has no end of life in it. This is the kind of life, this is the kind of water, the kind of source and supply that Jesus is offering humanity. John 4, 14 in the message, the water I give you will be an artesian spring within, gushing fountains of endless life. A fountain of water. Now how many are thankful tonight for the fountain that Jesus Christ created in you? It's his desire that all would drink, that none would perish, that every person that sits at the well, when they sit at the well, and when they have the conversation, would receive of the water he offers. Living water becoming a gushing fountain, a continuous flow, a source, a supply, It's like one could never get thirsty because there is continual flow and provision within. How can we get thirsty if we are always continually being satisfied? Think of it like that. 
How can we get thirsty if we were continually drinking? If there was continual supply and we were continually drinking? That's the kind of life God is calling us to. We have to protect the fountain that Jesus Christ created in us. We have a job to do now. This living water, it really is Jesus. When we take that in, there's this fountain that is created in us, but we have to protect that fountain. We have to care for it. There are a lot of things that seek to stop up the fountain. There are things that aim to have us stop up the fountain. The fountain speaks of eternal life. It speaks of Christian life. It speaks of joy. It speaks of source and supply. It speaks of energy. Jesus said these words, The water that I shall give will become in you a fountain of water springing up in everlasting life. So let's ask the question tonight, can the fountain Jesus Christ created in us be stopped up? This source, this supply. We have been given this beautiful thing called free will. And it is beautiful. The ability to choose Willingly, rather than by compulsion. Jesus Christ isn't in the business of forcing fountains into people. He's not in the business of forcing life into people, forcing salvation into people, forcing redemption, forcing freedom. He's not into the business of forcing fountains into people. He's not going to force his source and supply into us. We have to choose it. Number one tonight, we choose to drink. Wouldn't it be easier if we didn't have free will? But we do. And he comes and he offers drink, but we have to choose. He sits with us at the well, but we have to choose. Verses 7 to 15, the woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, how is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink of me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where do you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this well and drank from it, and his sons and his livestock? And Jesus answered and said to her, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. And the woman said to him, and here it is, sir, give me this water. We have to come to that point where we say and we respond to Jesus, sir, give me this water. 
where we choose. Jesus is not going to force the water down our throat. He's not going to force the water into us. We have to ask and choose to drink. It's our decision. It's our choice. Sir, give me this water or thank you for the offer, but I'm content to drink from earthly wells. And some choose to continue to drink from earthly wells. When they get thirsty, they go dig something else up. Or when they get thirsty, they find a well. They try and find something to give them source and supply and fulfillment and satisfaction and quench their thirst that only God can quench, that only living water can quench. We have to choose to drink. Jesus Christ is not in the business of forcing fountains into people. He graciously offers us living water and leaves the choosing to us. Do we want his fountain in us? That's a good question. Do we want his source and his supply? Because then we're responsible for this fountain inside of us. Do we want his source and his supply that's going to spring up and affect all that we are? We have to choose to drink. Number two, tonight we choose an open fountain. When we drink of the water Jesus Christ offers us, that water enters us and creates and becomes a fountain. That's what he stated in the Word. The water becomes this well, gushing fountains of endless life. I don't know what kind of Christianity you're experiencing or what kind of relationship with God you're experiencing what kind of life you're experiencing. But his promise is that if we want it, if we want this well, if we want this water, we can have it. And if we choose an open fountain, we can have it. We can have this source and this supply, this fullness of life, gushing fountains of water. That's what his word says. Not a trickle, not sporadic flow or erratic flow, or it only flows in some seasons and doesn't flow in others. The promise is that we can have it flowing. Nonstop. So what kind of experience are we having with the Lord? What kind of Christianity, what kind of Christian life? We have to choose an open fountain. This water he offers us has the power of God in it. It has digging power in it. It digs deep into the life of the person. But we have to protect the fountain. We have to choose an open fountain. We need to protect it from our flesh that wars the spirit. Choosing this open source. You know, what happens when we start closing up the fountain? You know what happens? We create unnecessary pressure in our Christian life.
This open fountain, see, Jesus never intended that his water would go in and create this little spout that just trickles. It wasn't his intent that it would be turned on at some times and turned off at others, or open at some times and closed at others. It wasn't his intent that you come on a Monday night or we'd come or we'd gather on a Sunday or whenever we gather to church and it's wide open. Or when we're in the land of blessing, it's wide open. And then we're struggling a little bit, and it's closed. Or vice versa, it wasn't his desire that there be this sporadic flow or this erratic life. When we begin to close up the fountain, we create unnecessary pressure in our Christian life. Truth is, we create unnecessary pressure in relationships with loved ones, with brothers and sisters in the house. We create unnecessary pressure with our connection to the church, with our connection to the vision. We create unnecessary pressure because we begin to close up the fountain. Not choosing that it be open at all times. How do people often deal with this pressure? They keep piling on the debris. Shovel full after shovel full until they stop up the pressure completely. The pressure, it's still there, but it's just so covered up by hardness that they can seemingly ignore it. They continue on, and it's so suppressed. God's trying to get through, but it's so suppressed, hard, 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 hard. They've piled on the debris, and their way of dealing with it, they can't handle the little pressure at the start. Actually, it's great pressure at the start. They can't handle it, so what happens? They start piling on more and more debris so that they don't feel the pressure. You ever met anyone as soon as conviction comes in full force because they've been serving God faithfully and they start to shut up things like prayer and worship and church attendance? I mean, it's in full force. But if they just keep piling on the debris, piling on the excuses, pile, right, what happens? It just seems like the pressure subsides. Or now they can deal with it. This fountain, we need to protect it from external forces that seek to stop it up. If we choose an open well, God will never let it be stopped up. But we protect the fountain from external forces with this thing called continued surrender. As we continually surrender to God, we protect the fountain. Now, things may come to stop up the fountain. People may come to stop up the fountain. But if we choose continued surrender, that which comes against us will not prosper. Isaiah 54, verse 17, it says, No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. Now, it doesn't say here, 
that the weapon isn't going to form. It doesn't say here we're not going to face external forces that seek to come against us and bring us down. And really, it's talking about, in our case here tonight, suppressing the fountain, the piling debris on it to the point where it's not flowing. And not flowing continues. Trouble comes when we turn our surrender to the debris that people are trying to place on us or circumstances or situations rather than God. We turn our surrender to that rather than God. We have to choose an open fountain. John 4, verses 13 and 14 in the J.B. Phillips New Testament, Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I will give him will never be thirsty again. What a promise. For my gift will become a spring in the man himself, welling up into eternal life. What an incredible gift the Lord has given us. A fountain for a lifetime. For all our days. A fountain that flows in any trial, any situation, any circumstance of life. A fountain that flows in times of rejoicing and in times of sorrow. If we will choose an open fountain, nothing can stop it. Nothing can stop its flow. Nothing can stop the joy. Nothing can stop the life. We will always have source and supply. But we have to choose it. We have to maintain the fountain. We understand that we need to maintain our Christian life, don't we? How many here tonight are good at maintaining things? We need to be good stewards of our Christian life. Christianity takes maintaining. Or things begin to fall apart. Things begin to break down. I believe the Lord is declaring over His people this promise. Over us tonight here in this room, Isaiah 14, 27, for the Lord of hosts has purposed. And who will annul it? His hand is stretched out, and who will turn it back? The Living Bible says, the Lord, the God of battle, has spoken. Who can change his plans? When his hand moves, who can stop him? The truth tonight is this. If we choose an open fountain, nothing can hinder it. If we choose continued surrender and continually giving our life to God, nothing can can hinder it. doesn't matter what we face or what we don't face. We'll be full of life and full of joy. What is it tonight that can stop your joy or take your joy? What debris can stop your joy? Take your joy.
Think about it. Those are things we need to battle against. Not surrender to, but keep surrendering to God. If the joy of the Lord leaves, that's not the work of the Lord. (laughs) It might be the work of people. It's the work of the enemy. We understand that. But isn't it amazing, sometimes very little things, the littlest piece of debris, which shouldn't matter, can take our joy just like that. Full of God one week, not so much the next. Full of God one day, not so much the next. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I said rejoice. Disappointment, closed door. Don't let it strip the joy. Don't let it block up the fountain. See, our only hope is to maintain an open fountain. The pressures and trials in life, the things we go through, the circumstances, the situations, the refining of the Lord, the pruning of the Lord, all these things keep the fountain open. Choose an open fountain. I believe the promise of Jesus Christ, and I believe what he said is true, John 4, 14. Let's have the worship team return. Whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. I want to ask a few questions tonight. The first is this. Have we accepted his offer? Have we chosen to drink? Know Jesus? Have talked to him? Heard his offer, sat at the well, hung out with him. But have you drank? Have you really drank? Like, get it down into you. Allowed it to go deep. Dig into the core of who you are. Surrender to its creative power and allow it to produce a fountain. Springing up in everlasting life. There are some that hang around the well but never drink. Some that hang around, they know Jesus, they talk with Jesus. Have an encounter with Jesus, but they never drink. They've never really drank. Taking it in. Have we chosen an open fountain? If we have drank, and many of us are believers here tonight, is the fountain open? Flowing? Are we full of life? full of joy, full of hope, fully provided for, fully satisfied, yet longing for more. 
Are we experiencing unnecessary pressure in our Christian life? Because we've started piling on debris. Perhaps tonight we need to unearth the fountain. We need to take some debris out. I don't know what the debris is, but the Holy Spirit speaking right now. Whatever the debris is, if we're experiencing unnecessary pressure in our Christian life, or unnecessary pressure in our Christian relationships, or in our connection to the church, or our connection to leadership, or our connection to the vision, or our connection to prayer, our connection to worship, our connection to service, our connection to tithing, whatever it is tonight, if we're experiencing unnecessary pressure, we need to unearth the fountain. We need to take the debris and cast it aside. Are we experiencing unnecessary pressure in our Christian life? Because we've turned our surrender to the debris external forces are shoveling at us rather than God? Maybe we've turned our surrender to a person rather than God in a relationship. A lot of people, they surrender to people rather than God. Honey, don't go to church. Who are you going to surrender to? Don't tithe. Who are you going to surrender to? Your friends come. Your church way too much. You're serving too much. Who are you going to surrender to? See, when we start surrendering to the debris, it's a slippery slope, and it's real slippery. And some people, they begin to surrender to the debris and people, and pretty soon they find themselves, it's like they're on ice, and they're trying to run back uphill, and it's real hard. It's real hard. That's why it's so important that we don't lose continual surrender, that we don't relax Continual surrender, that we don't give it up, even if it's for a season, even for a moment, even for a second. I don't know about you, but I want the fountain to flow. This beautiful, continual flow. Let's stand tonight. However we need to respond to the Lord, let's just do that. Open up. We're just going to sing this chorus out, and then we're going to pray. Of course, if you need prayer, come. If you've never opened your heart, your life up to Jesus Christ, he's saying to you tonight, if you knew who it was who was speaking to you, and if you knew what you were being offered, you'd ask. You'd ask for a drink. Let's just sing this out, and we'll pray. Thank you, Lord.